I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. So I asked Kasperi Kapanen, this was the other day at PPG Paints Arena, how would he feel about being a trigger guy on the power play? Not just on the power play, but the trigger guy. And his eyes lit up. He didn't really say anything. And it took me a little while to figure out what that meant on either end. At least I think I figured it out. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. Penguins beat the Red Wings 5-1 in the annual kids game yesterday. And all kinds of fun was had and... Everybody scored a bunch, and the Penguins used almost all of their main guys. Detroit, which would be bad even if it did use all of its main guys, didn't. And so there's not much to be gained from the result or any of the individual outputs. But, but, guess who was on the power play? Only a couple of days after our conversation. Now, some of this is going to be painfully obvious, Meaning that when Jake Gensel goes on the COVID list and there's an opening on PP1 and Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin were already out for the start of the season, you've got a lot of room there. And Kapanen, who told me the other day the one thing that he felt he's most lacked in his NHL career toward putting up big numbers, meaning he's never topped 20 goals, is opportunity. And when he said that, he kind of hesitated a little bit. Like, anytime somebody hears that, they think it's some kind of shot at this team or the previous team or whatever. He went out of his way to say, listen, I've played with great players in Toronto. I played with great players in Pittsburgh. I consider myself to be really, really lucky with everything that's happened to me here. Meaning, again, both the Penguins and the Leafs. But there's opportunity, and there's opportunity. And what's available right now is, well, this is next-level stuff for any talented forward in the NHL. First step, get under the top six. Get under the scoring lines. Next step, you know, 
get onto one of the power play units, and then get to PP1, where the actual ice time is, especially in Pittsburgh. Because that's where you're going to go from getting the final, oh, I don't know, 20, 25 seconds of a power play to the first minute and a half. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need. They, in turn, need your help. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 from you translates into five full meals for those in need. pittsburghfoodbank.org There is nothing preventing Kapanen, talent-wise, from being, wow, I don't even know what numbers to attach. There's not a, there's not really a goal figure or a points figure that you could throw at me and I would say, oh, no, no way, not him. Because the fact of the matter is, he's already the Penguins' fastest player, one of their most skilled and I, if it sounds like I'm hesitating when I say that, it's because there are things that he can do now at this age that the players that you would reflexively cite as being those guys, you know, maybe not so much anymore. He can shoot the hockey puck unlike anyone else on the roster, at least among the forwards. I'm starting to become a big believer in Mike Matheson's shot, but that's another subject for another day. He can skate. He can create. He has vision. He has everything. He has everything that you'd want in a power play player, including one thing that the Penguins haven't had in a long time. Trigger guy. Trigger guy. Now, maybe it's not the left circle, which is the way I phrased it in my conversation with Kaplan, maybe it's more along the lines of what he did yesterday in scoring against the Red Wings, where he took a pass, he was on the right side, right point really, and just kind of drifted in, created his own lane for a shot, which again is something else that only the, you know, way up there players can do. They use their speed to create shooting angles. He did that by skating forward, but then as a Detroit defender moved toward him, he didn't back off, but he kind of pulled off a little bit to the right to make sure he could get his shot through, and then he just drilled a, a wrister behind Alex Ndalkovic, and that was the end of that. Oh, and he made it look like nothing, too. When I see that, I'm reminded that the Penguins turned Jared McCann, another guy who could not get a chance, and who, by the way, right now is telling everybody in Seattle about, oh, opportunity, all I needed was opportunity, without taking any shots or anything, but it's the same type of situation. McCann got onto power play one, same reasons, guys got hurt, and he started shooting the puck. Didn't matter where he was doing it from. McCann remains, to this day, even though he's first-line center for the Kraken, a guy without a position, without a real affixed position. 
Kapanen's not quite that because he's not a centerman. But if you've been able to see any of these preseason games, and I understand they haven't been on TV for whatever bizarre reason, but if you've seen any of them, you've seen that Kapanen's approach when he's been on the power play has been total drifter mode. He looks a lot more like what Phil Kessel was doing for the Penguins. Again, not making a comparison here, not expecting, you know, peak Kessel type production here or whatever. Just trying to lay out visual similarities. And he's making his offense happen wherever and however he's gone behind the net. He's gone into the corners. He's done puck retrieval. He's manned the points. He's gunned it from the point. He's gunned it from the left circle. There are a lot of different things he can do. I think you can pretty much cross off net front presence. But other than that, he's not going to turn into Patrick Hornquist, okay? Other than that, it looks like there's an awful lot that he could add there. And if and when he does, that's when you're going to start seeing some of these tougher decisions come even when the star players get healthy again. Here's what Kapanen had to say after the game yesterday about being on the power play. Um, yeah, I mean, I think once I got here last year, I've gotten more of an opportunity to kind of play that side, and um, it's easy to play with those guys on the ice. you got Cartsy and, and Rusty Hines and, and Tanger, who's been running that position for a long time. Um, so they make it pretty easy for me, and... Um, you know, lucky today that, um, you know, my shot went in. I'm not real big on preseason predictions. Uh, you know, where is the team going to finish? What's their record going to be? Are they going to do whatever? But I love individual predictions because those actually require work as opposed to just guessing stuff. I am here to predict right now that Kasperi Kapanen is going to have a breakout year in Pittsburgh. Just remember where you heard it, okay? Just remember. When we come back, just one question. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for 
Go to your happy price, price line. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And for listening to this show, Fubo TV is offering you a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash DK. Today's J1Q comes from Daniel Matos in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Daniel asks, is it conceivable that Brian Boyle might get the job as 3C after the whole team is healthy and push Jeff Carter to the right wing, creating a third line with some huge dudes? Well, Daniel, the huge dudes factor is very much in play. And there are times when you look through this camp and the preseason games that you can see it's something that's at least in the back of their minds. When you see Radim Zahorna out there with Anthony Angelo and Sam Lafferty and other guys with some size. But I'm afraid I'm going to be a little bit of a buzzkill on this one because I know some people have been excited about Boyle and they saw the video replay of the big hit that he had the other night in the Columbus preseason game. I'm I'm not one of these people that's upbeat about this acquisition. I understand what Boyle is. I understand that he's been an effective, dogged, competitive player for a lot of years in the National Hockey League. I understand he's overcome a lot in his life, his battle with cancer. So I'm not here to knock him in any way, shape, or form. As for what he's done, past tense, I got to tell you, he's not moving out there. There's not NHL-level skating. Boyle was never a guy that was going to be a, a burner, even coming into the league. And he never really was one, but he wasn't dragging either. Now, to try to be fair, it's the first significant hockey he's played in about a year and a half, I don't really put the world championships, meaning the IIHF tournament, into that bracket. It's been a long time since he's played at the NHL level, and he's going to have a hard time keeping up with the game, regardless of how it breaks down. I believe that he's going to make the team. I believe that there's value that he brings in the absence of Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin especially if, as I expect, fully Mike Sullivan is going to adopt a 200-foot all-out, the puck is ours or else posture. Boyle can help in that regard in some ways, not necessarily in Sullivan-style ways. I just believe that the Penguins didn't want to get caught 
with their pants down at the center ice position. So bringing in Boyle was a good move. I'll repeat, I think he's going to make the team. But to what you're asking, Daniel, about him hanging around and persisting and moving Jeff Carter off to the right side, and no, no, at least not based on what I've seen so far. I'm open as ever to having my mind changed. In fact, I'll bet all concerned would be really happy if my mind was changed along the way. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one tomorrow.